Welcome to a special Blackcast 135, cleverly titled TV on the Radio. Joined here at the palatial studios of Rotten Tomatoes by their TV editor, Sarah Ricard, a.k.a. our old pal, Sarah DMZ, on Twitter, <laughs> at Sarah underscore Ricard. Welcome back to the Blackcast, Sarah. What? <laughs> How's it going? Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. I've uh, brought a new life into the world. Well, you... Watched while my wife did it. Yeah, I did something about a year ago, and then I got (laughs) to watch her do all the hard stuff. But I get to carry him around. He's adorable, you know. And uh, you know, we're we're already watching TV together. (laughs) I've talked about this on the Blackcast actually. That I refused. I get it that he was a newborn, wasn't aware what was going on. I would not watch Hannibal with the baby in the room. I'm just like I can't do it. You know, I don't. Yeah, I just like I feel like that's bad parenting. That could imprint on him in some way. My wife, uh, I've already pointed this out, my lovely wife, Heather, has watched episodes of Orange is the New Black with the baby in the room. So Mm -hmm. he's going to be fascinated with women's prison. But to be honest, we kind of all are. Yeah. You know, uh, well, all the fellas. I don't don't mean to cast aspersions, but I kind of mean everyone. Anyway, well, thanks for having me over here. This place is great. Right? I love Tomato Land. Yeah. And it's maybe it's not even two miles from my house. I didn't even realize it was Well, that doesn't mean you can come back whenever you want. But that fridge had drinks in it. (laughs) And there are more drinks. I did not take them all. There are still more drinks for me to get. Yeah, you have. You, for someone who just arrived, you have a lot of drinks on the table. I have right an, I have an Evian. <laughs> I have a Diet Coke, which says "friend" on it, obviously, right. because we're friends. Because they didn't have the black can. If they could have a black can, then uh, <laughs> we'd all be in business. And uh, I also, you know, I, I have a, a gallon of whole milk. I and uh, <laughs> you know, Hawaiian punch. You know, look, I don't know what I'm going to need. You don't. We're going to be in here for a long time. <laughs> yes. Anybody who's ever listened to the Blackcast knows that these can go on for a while. You're a rambler. Uh, yeah, but thanks for. Uh, letting me be a rambling man, rambling, rambling. Uh, what I want to talk to you first about, about first, if you're ready to talk, I'd like to talk about the Emmy Awards. Oh, okay, great. Because uh, my wife Heather and I will get to attend our fourth straight Emmy Awards. Nice. Also known as the last one we'll get to go to because uh, there'll be no more <laughs> Mad Men. For now. But we've gotten through an entire cycle of all the networks. So we're going to see how all the networks do it. Uh, we're going to get Andy Samberg. Uh, there yeah. at the Microsoft Theater, a uh, place that used to be called the Nokia I was Theater. Say, what's the Microsoft? Yeah, theater? it used to be the Nokia okay. Theater. It's Microsoft now. Yeah. Okay. So we're, uh, you know, basically everything will be named either Apple or Microsoft uh, in in the new world order once it, Skynet takes over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you were Andy Samberg, how nervous would you be? Um, I feel like Andy Samberg's a guy who probably should be nervous, but he's like, no, it'll be fine. Whatever. It'll be just like recording <laughs> Dick in a Box with Timberlake right. with JT. You know, because but, he hasn't done live TV in a while. Yeah, I mean, I think he did an MTV Movie Awards, and oh, I'm, yeah. I don't know, but you know, maybe like seven years ago. Yeah, and yeah, he doesn't do a lot of live TV since SNL, and this is this is it's a tough room. You know, oh, man. there's good that that is a room where good jokes go to die. It's the same theater oh, yeah. where I saw the ESPYS. Joel McHale hosted. I thought he was really funny. Yeah, and then everybody was like, uh, "Was uh, Joel McHale uh, dying in there? Like he wasn't TV?" I'm like, I don't know. He had a lot of good jokes, so. Yeah, I guess I watched, that's dying these days. I did see people bombing at the White House Correspondents' Dinner this year, and I thought, these are good jokes. It's just not- It's not a good room. No. Yeah, uh, Cecily Strong had the-, yes. the, the ma- And I'm like, well, these are funny jokes. Yes. They're not being received no. well. Well, good luck to Andy Samper. Yeah. Jeez, that's like the hardest- Hosting an award show is just asking- 
for people to hate it. Yeah, exactly. And then you're never quite sure, like, well, why did you say yes? You know, like Seth MacFarlane, what did he need to host the Oscars for? <laughs> you know, so that he could put William Shatner on an Oscars, which was due, yeah, by the way. Yeah. You know, about time. Obviously, I'm more than a little biased that Kirk needed to be on the Oscars. But anyway, so we're very excited. Uh, we are not bringing little Felix with us. No, um, he's mostly Mostly because Men's Warehouse didn't have a baby tux. <laughs> If they had a baby tux, I, I would have uh, I would have rented one. But. Also, he's so cute. You wouldn't be able to pay attention to anything that's going on. So it's true. And show business does not like to have you be distracted by other things. But let's talk about why you're going because Heather's show, Mad Men. Yeah. Yeah. Nominated. I think, it, I think it's gonna win. I think that it should win. I think it had a great final season and the final half of the final season, yes. I guess, is the way that that's done for right. bookkeeping purposes. Uh, I thought it, it went out on a great note. I loved the final episode, not just because my wife was in it, but that helped. That definitely helped. And uh, <laughs> I think that there was definitely a lot of animosity towards the show because it won four straight. I think if maybe it didn't win for maybe the second or third season, then people would probably feel good about it. Right. But then it's just like, ugh, more Mad Men. But at the same time, you're saying, ugh, about a great show. Yeah. And I thought it ended great. And I, this is the last opportunity to give John Hamm best actor. Oh. <laughs> he should have won the year that Kyle Chandler won for Friday Night Lights. Mm -hmm. But Kyle Chandler won for yeah. Friday Night Lights. He's great, too. I mean, yeah. The thing is, but that's about, the best. Yeah. That was the best chance he had to win because right. that was the non Cranston year. He's been nominated for an Emmy sixteen times because he's done guest spots on yeah. other things, and he was nominated and lost at the uh, Creative Arts Emmys for uh, Kimmy Schmidt. So he's lost sixteen. Well, fifteen. <laughs> 15 times. Yeah, because there's so, still this one. Well, yeah. I hope he wins because he was great in that role, and you have very few characters that actors who inhabit a character like that. You know, right? And when you think of characters who become part of the culture i mean don draper will all, will forever be remembered as an important tv character so he should get nominated i mean he should win he should win uh but you know there's always there's always people that are just like well i don't know better call saul yeah. it's like getting to vote for it's like getting to vote for breaking bad again so let's sure. just go ahead and I will say, though, a lot of people haven't watched Better Call Saul yet. Mm -hmm. And you have to keep in mind that the Emmys have changed their voting rules this year. They have. So instead of having these blue ribbon panels where it's a select few yeah. who vote, they're opening up the voting to 19,000 members. Oh, that's interesting. So that might change things a little bit. So something that doesn't win, like a genre show like Game of Thrones, could actually could win. Could actually win because, because 19, everyone, yeah. everyone knows it and watches it. I feel like everyone watched this last season of Mad Men, everyone was talking about that final episode. So it might just be more familiar to the Academy. Uh, Elizabeth Moss is also nominated for uh, actress. I think she's great, but uh, there's always there's always a uh, tough competition. I don't watch this show, Orphan Black, but I understand that <laughs> she's amazing. She's amazing. She plays she like 40 <laughs> characters. So it's like, all right, I don't even watch that show, and I feel like she should win just for the amount of effort she puts <laughs> she in. Elizabeth Moss characters. is great. She was great this season. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that the actress who plays 4,000, I just went from 40 to 4,000, <laughs> plays 4,000 characters. She probably should she should get a she should get a little she statue should win but that show's gonna be on for a little while so she this is her first year nominated so she has an, she'll probably have another chance to win the favorite this year is Viola Davis yes for how to get away with murder now you didn't say it correctly it's how to get away with 
Murder. <laughs> you don't have to say it that way, but that is the proper pronunciation. But uh, yeah, uh, that's another one of the... Look, Shondaland does really well for people who yeah. aren't me. I get it. Yeah. She doesn't make shows for me, and uh, people who aren't me love them. Uh, Not people like you. She, You specifically... Yeah, she doesn't want me no. to like her shows. Yeah, my... <laughs> My uh, my twin brother that we keep locked up in the attic, he can watch them all. He loves Grey's Anatomy. Right. Yeah. Well, you, you're not only the center of the universe, you're the center of Shondaland, clearly. Clearly. You know, look, Shonda has a has a vendetta against me, and you know what? I'm, I'm not quite sure why. Yeah, well, Davis is a legit actor, so a lot of yes. people in the Academy she's, are going to know her. She's from good, all, yeah. and she was not why that show seemed so ridiculous. I only watched the pilot, but uh, boy, that, that, was a, that was a rough and, yeah. pilot for me yeah. to get through. But she's a serious actor on a silly show, so we'll see how she does. That's she's true. Favorite. Yeah, uh, Christina Hendricks also nominated. Yep. Probably, I'm going to say that's probably not going to happen. I don't because know. She's she's a favorite. She's she is a favorite, but uh, I always feel like Christine Baranski always gets awards. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> you know, going back to Sybil, you right. know, she was always getting awards and. There's, you know, and then when you have like Game of Thrones, there's two actresses from Game of Thrones. It's like it's going to knock each other out. Right. Downton Abbey, I'm like, I don't feel like those ladies are acting. I think they're all like that. You know, they all just sit <laughs> they're around. They're all from 100 years yeah, ago. Yeah, they're all from 100 years <laughs> ago. They've time traveled. They're yeah. going to be on a TV show. And I guess uh, Crazy Eyes from uh, Orange is the New Black, well, she should kind of always win because. Well, she won last year, yeah. but when it was a comedy. Which is crazy. Right. I, it would almost be like, oh, yeah, so I have my, my comedy Emmy. And my drama Emmy. Well, what shows did you win? For? Oh, the same show. Right. Well, did the show change much? Oh, no. No. It was exactly never really a comedy. Yeah. I think, uh, no, it's between Hendrix and Baranski. I give the edge to Hendrix only because it's a way to honor Mad Men in its last season. I, I do uh, think, and I'm going to be sitting in a row with people who would enjoy Mad Men being honored sure. in, in such a way. I, I do think we'll see some of that, especially with, as you mentioned, the uh, the crazy new voting rules yeah you know uh everybody loves joan everybody <laughs> loves joan it's true uh and uh for directing for sorry it's not for directing it's for drama writing the series finale person to person is nominated which i think was amazingly well written yeah uh and so is uh, another episode from that season uh so i feel like there's so many awards it's like what's well, got to win a few of them you yeah. know, I, I don't think that the the tide is against Mad Men the way it was that first year that it didn't win. Right. You know, it was just like, well, this thing wins everything. Yeah. And know? Breaking Bad was winning everything. And now it's totally out of the way. Yeah. So, we'll right. See. Exactly. I think it's going to get a lot of sentimental votes. Now, what about Better Call Saul, though? I mean, like we we kind of alluded to it before. That's yeah. it, it is a way to continue voting for right. the Breaking Bad family. Better Call Saul was the best reviewed of all these shows. It's was it 100%? I was just going to say, was it 100% certified, certified fresh? fresh with wow. like over 60 reviews. I still don't know that it's got enough recognition to win best series, right. best dramatic series. However, I do think Jonathan Banks, who plays Mike, who's a character who's well known from the Breaking Bad universe, he had a standout episode. I think it was episode six, was 5 0, and you get Mike's backstory. I think he's going to win for best. Supporting, yeah, he's actor. nominated for uh, best supporting. Yeah, he seems like a lock for that. And somehow, the only one of the shows that are nominated uh, that I watched where best uh, supporting drama actor is House of Cards. Mm -hmm. Michael Kelly, who I believe is, I believe that's Doug, and uh, Doug really annoyed me the last two seasons. <laughs> well, then so. he can't have he it. He can't have it because I don't think he deserves <laughs> it. Sorry, Doug. Uh, let's talk about comedy for yes. a minute. 
Um, I think that uh, Silicon Valley is amazing, but I also know that the rest of the world thinks Veep is amazing. Yeah. So I think, yeah, this is one where this is interesting because you know how you were saying the Game of Thrones actresses might knock each other out? Yeah. Veep and Silicon Valley might knock each other out. Paving the way for, modern, for more modern family. More modern family. Actually, yeah. It, it's almost like, why didn't I circle modern family? Because it always wins. Well, because Veep is considered one of the best comedies of the year by all the critics involved. Right. And in, I mean, it plays so well in L.A. And these are the it's people true. voting. Those are the people voting. So yeah. I think it's going to be Veep, maybe Modern Family for the sixth year in a row. Yeah. Just because people like making history, too. Yeah. If there's and, that. And, break and the you record. know, it's easy to knock Modern Family, but it, it's consistently yes. funny. Yes. It's not like... Oh, that that show isn't the way it was before. No, it's just like well, you may feel like it's familiar because you've seen the character so much, but uh, Ty Burrell still one of the funnier people on TV. Oh yeah. Uh, and you know, Louis is nominated for comedy series, which I, I feel like I have to call attention to because you and I talked last year when Louis had kind of gotten away from being a comedy. <laughs> right. But it was a comedy this year. But it became an Ingmar Bergman. Movie? Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of like you know, <laughs> it, like Elevator Part Six. It's like, well, I don't, I don't know that we need that. So I was glad to see Louis get back. Back in the comedy business um and uh i th- i see some nominations for a show that i really like a show i'm excited that's coming back uh will forte for the last yes. man on earth i love that, <laughs> that show i got a little tired of will forte's character phil but miller f- phil miller but not to be confused with phil miller <laughs> right <laughs> but uh tandy but uh heather has this this thing that she doesn't like anybody who contributes the Gilligan factor on a show. And you just she just felt like he was Gilliganing the show <laughs> because every, you know, he's just like, well, you're just screwing everything up and everyone hates you. It's yeah. like, well, why don't they kick you out of town? Well, you know what they did. So, uh, but anyway, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm glad they're getting a second season because yeah, there was a too. really cool ending to the first season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, will he win? Probably not, but uh, he's such a funny and incredibly talented guy that it would be great to see uh, Will Forte win yeah, and he, just more attention for Last Man on Earth. He really flies under the radar. I think even though Transparent is not a laugh-out-loud comedy, I think right. Jeffrey Tambor is going to win. For and people best. love Jeffrey Tambor, just period. Period. He's already been on two iconic comedies, Correct. Larry Sanders and Arrested Development. And, and he won the Golden Globe for this role yes. as Mora. And, you know, I've been looking at who are the kind of the – Front runners and then the runners, runners up, runner ups, runner. Runners up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And there kind of isn't a runner up in this category. Yeah. The for comedy actors. For comedy actors. Because it's Jeffrey Tambor, Louis C.K., William H. Macy, uh, Anthony Anderson for Blackish, Matt LeBlanc, Cheadle for yep. House of Lies and Will Forte. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 you feel like, all right, well, this is Jeffrey Tambor's to win unless, yeah. nine, you know, 18,000 of 19,000, like all are like, well, we love Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> we just want Joey to have an award. He didn't win. He got shut out for Joey in the two seasons that it was on. He needs to win this year for episodes. Yeah, it seems unlikely. Yeah. No, no, it, it absolutely <laughs> does. Um, for comedy supporting actress, uh, somebody that I saw on the list and – you just feel like she won't win. Kate McKinnon for Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's just one of those things. It's sort of like the orphan black factor where she does so much and she does it so well that it's like it's not even saying that, you know, look, Alice and Janney for mom. That's great. 
you know, yeah. all that, all those other nominees, they're all great at what they do, but they do one thing. Sure. You know, and she does, you know, maybe 12 yeah. things in one week. Yeah. You know, so if I could do the math of 12 times 20, I'd tell you how many things. But who can? Not me. <laughs> no, not me. Not me. I think it's 240, but. Nah, nah. nah. It's probably like, it's probably like 14 <laughs> if I had to guess. Yeah, she's so funny. So funny. I think Alice and Janney is a lock and I kind of don't know why in the sense that I don't know that that show is one that's really top of mind with a lot of people yeah i know that all Mom. the cbs comedies get a lot of viewers yes but i don't know that it gets a lot of industry viewers yeah exactly it's it's definitely it's like it's like the middle has been on for seven years but nobody in the industry watches it i don't think so I it think was like king of the hills a perfect example <laughs> it was on for 12 years but only people in texas watched it but so many people live in texas that it didn't matter <laughs> well that's true I think Anna Chlomsky. A.K.A. My Girl. My Girl. Yeah. Not because she's my girl, but because she was in the movie My Girl. She could be the upset for Alice and Janney, who always wins. Did she win before? Because I feel like she's been nominated before. She's been nominated before, but I think Alice and Janney won last year, too. Well, she deserves to win only because of what Hannibal Lecter did to her arm uh, on Hannibal. Well, there you uh, go. She was on that show as well. I think that, that, that she nobody watches. Nobody watches. Well, nobody's <laughs> going to watch it anymore. But uh, it, it was uh, highly acclaimed by people on Twitter who liked the show. Yeah, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh. See, that's good to yeah. know. See, that says a lot about Rotten Tomatoes. That they don't. They don't worry about. Uh, they certify fresh based on their freshness, not on what. <laughs> I'm using air quotes. The man certifies fresh. <laughs> uh, I don't think he'll win, but I was like, to, I was really glad to see comedy supporting actor nominated Andre Brower yeah. for Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, he's so funny in that yeah. for a guy who is there to not tell jokes. Right, he's there to he's be the man. opposite. Yeah. yeah, the straightest straight man ever. Yeah, which is a bit of a pun because his character is a gay man. Good point. But uh, and he's so good on it. But he was also a fantastic dramatic actor on homicide oh, and, yeah. and other things too so uh, it's just like well you know what I, i'm glad to see andre brower nominated and uh, maybe he and uh, andy sandberg will be up to some shenanigans yeah this is a very bald category keegan michael key <laughs> that's true Titus burgess tony hale are you trying to brower. say that yeah that's true tony hale it's uh <laughs> you know it's uh, it's not it's not working the the way it was you know he's it's, balding he, yeah he's yeah. balding <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so those are the, the main TV series yeah. nominees. There's, you know, there's TV movies and miniseries and whatnot. Um, I, I haven't seen most of those. But... Um, <laughs> then we won't talk about Yeah, those. you know, I, something... There's there's this thing called Olive Kittredge is probably going to win a million probably things. probably going to win? Yeah, because you're like, oh, it just looks and sounds right. like it will. It's got Francis McDormand and Bill Murray. Yeah, so I'm like, and then I'm like, I, and I love Bill Murray. Why didn't I see it? And then I'm like, oh, it's called Olive Kittredge. Yeah. You know, so, but uh, look, there's a, uh, <laughs> be, it'll be an exciting night. All the stars will be out. All the TV stars. Yes. You know, not the, and not you. the movie stars. And me. Yes. Not Felix. Aww. Felix will be in. Who's taking care of Felix? Uh, Heather's parents. So uh, his grandparents are uh, going to hunker down in Burbank and uh, watch the festivities on TV. Uh, Felix will give his commentary on who wore it best on the red carpet. Nice. Uh, he's going to basically, yeah, you should uh, make sure you follow Felix on Twitter because he's going to be the new uh, Joan Rivers. Uh, bless your soul. So uh, that's looking back. 
Sarah, but let's look ahead to the new okay. fall shows. Okay. And uh, I'm going to start with the show that clearly has to be the best show of the new fall season because of the amount of advertising that there is attached to it. <laughs> uh, NBC's Blind Spot. Right. It's getting this huge push. And I do think it's a really intriguing idea, but is it possible to sustain this concept on a weekly basis? Hmm. Does she have 100 interesting tattoos to get that show into syndication? And also, this was <laughs> kind of a major plot point for Prison Break. And I think there's another show that I'm not thinking of. I, I've heard quoted. Now, granted, he had the tattoos put on there. She doesn't know what they mean. So it's very intriguing. But at the same time, it's a it's a cool gimmick for a movie. What's the buzz? Is it is it certified yet? or It's not certified yet, but it is fresh at 89 percent all right all right it screened uh, at tca which is the television critics association they have a big press tour in the summer and everyone got to watch it so this one is about a woman a beautiful and mysterious woman who's yeah. discovered in times square naked hello yeah fellas <laughs> i mean i've seen naked people in times square naked cowboy there's one yeah by the way, where's the show about Naked Cowboy who <laughs> wakes up? Livid. He wakes up in Times Square <laughs> and he's he's covered in tattoos. God, poor Naked Cowboy. Well, so her tattoos are clues and my husband Lester. Yes. Dave, AKA David, David Ricard. Ricard. David Ricard big band. Yeah. <laughs> Lesterbeat.com. Who by the way, I'm going to plug. He's got a new Christmas album coming out. Does this, he really? This season. And it's just incredible. Uh, and more he, information at lesterbeat.com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. No, but he had a good point, which is if every tattoo unlocks the mystery, why not just look at the last one? You know, why not just look at the... <laughs> the one that's, you know, in one of those places. Right, it just yeah. has an arrow pointing yeah. to, yeah. The yeah, answer. just like, well, then let's find, yeah, let's find <laughs> what this is. Yeah, it would be like if, if Lost was involved with the tattoos, one of the characters on Lost was covered in tattoos. Be like, well, just find the one that says off the island. Yeah. You know, <laughs> exactly. and then we'll figure it out. Uh, but it's, it, you know, such a huge push for that show. Yeah, that, and it's uh, doing well so far. So, so check you know, that one out, Blind Spot on NBC. Uh, another huge push. Uh, they're letting me know that Morris Chestnut is Rosewood. Oh. Should I care? Because I don't. I, I don't care. Uh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, Morris. Yeah, so Morris, Morris Chestnut plays a pathologist living in Miami who solves crimes okay a lot of crimes to be solved in crimes. miami yeah remember dexter did that dexter did ago. that and uh david caruso's off the beat yep. now and yep. so somebody else is gonna have to put on sunglasses and solve crimes why not morris chestnut this show makes me sad <laughs> this makes me sad i think he's so charismatic and wonderful and um you know lorraine toussaint who was in orange is the new black she played v yes yeah she's in this as his mother okay even though they're not very far apart in age but well, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not that's why That's Hollywood. I'm sad. That's not why I'm oh, sad. Oh, that's not why you're sad. No. I'm sad because this show is 0% right now. Well, it hasn't aired yet. It hasn't aired, but the critics have screened it. And the critics were unkind. Rotten, rotten, rotten. Well, that is sad. Yeah. But that sounds like the recipe for a huge success. Yeah, here's a quote from Alan Pergament. Oh, of, please tell me. Yeah, he says, I would have loved it. If we were still in the 1980s. Ouch! I know. Oh, so if you're looking for the next Simon and Simon, <laughs> this is your show. Speaking of which, I just read today on Deadline, they're rebooting Heart to Heart. Finally. <laughs> well, you know how long I've been waiting for that? Because when they get together, it's murder. See, it's another time where murder's said like that. That's how you always have to say murder in TV. Um, another show... 
the player, Wesley Snipes, look, as Wesley taught us in the great (laughs) Passenger 57, always bet on black. Mm Mm-hmm. Unless it's an hour drama for NBC. Uh, I can't imagine that this is going to work. You know, we, look, Wesley, we all know that's the problem with, uh, you know, being a celebrity. We all know that he had tax problems. We right. all know he did time. <laughs> so we know that Wesley's like, well, I kind of need a steady gig. You know, it's like if Willie Nelson turns up on a weekly series, it's because he has some problems with the IRS. <laughs> right. And there's probably good weed backstage. I when I read the synopsis of this show, I I actually sent it to everyone in the office because I could not believe that this was the premise for a show. And I'm paraphrasing, but it the show is about people in <laughs> let me put my brain around this. It's Wesley Snipes as a pit boss in yeah. a casino and people who come to his table are actually betting on whether or not Another guy can solve crimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what? understand why this is so hard to believe. Here it is. Here, Okay. This series co-stars Wesley Snipes as the pit boss and Charity Wakefield as the dealer for a high-stakes game where an organization of wealthy individuals gamble on the ability of former military operative turned security expert Philip Winchester to stop some of the biggest crimes imaginable from playing out. Can he take them down from the inside and get revenge for the death of his wife? I'm going to say yes. Yes, <laughs> or, he can. Well, or is it true what I, they always say? The house always wins. Ah, <laughs> see, more more gambling puns. Now, he can do it if he can do it in the first, like, five episodes. If not, he's not going to get the chance. But uh, good for you, Wesley. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Make all sure the reviews, they take your taxes out of your paycheck. All the time. reviews so far are rotten. I don't oh. know. Maybe it'll turn. It hasn't screened for a lot of people. Or I guess it, a lot of people haven't written about it yet, but I'm not optimistic. You, you don't feel like people have seen it and are just like, oh, I feel bad for Wesley. I'm not going to. I'm not going to trash it just yet. Uh, a show that's already premiered and uh, did not get the chance to watch, uh, Kurt Sutter's Bastard yeah. Executioner. And this, by the way, this apparently is lifting the Kurt Sutter ban in our household because a friend of ours is writing for the show. Oh, cool. Uh, he, Kurt Sutter does not like uh, the creator of Mad Men, and he's very vocal about it. And I wasn't watching Sons of Anarchy Oh, okay. Anyway. A little solidarity. So, yeah, so yeah. it's like, all right, yeah. Well, now, you know, Mad Men's over, yeah. and we'll be have, have solidarity be for solidarity now. for our friend Carly <laughs> who writes for it. Um, it it seems like a cool concept. What are what are the critics saying thus far? Critics are mixed because it's too violent. Uh oh. It's really violent. Really, really violent. I mean, they saw Sons of Anarchy, right? Yeah. I, I've I've seen one scene from it, which was in a kitchen with <laughs> Peggy Seagal, and could not believe what happened in that kitchen. Yeah, I guess Sons of Anarchy started out really strong, and then over the seasons, over its many seasons, there were many. Yeah, yes. it just I think lost. Some of its allure it just became too dark, and a lot of critics say this one picks up where that one left off in the sense in the sensibility. Although it's set in the Middle Ages, so it hasn't picked up where it left. So there are motorcycle gang yeah. in the Middle Ages. That's all right. Well, it could happen. It stars an unknown. His name is Lee Jones, and he's very uh, good looking, and he looks good covered in dirt, doing battle scenes with his shirt off. Well, I hate him already. See, That's but it also what has happens. Kate. It has Kurt Sutter's wife, Peg Bundy. She's back. She's back and unrecognizable. And uh, has Stephen Moyer, who was uh, Bill Compton on True Blood. Did not see much uh, True Blood. Well. But that's for that's for the people. You're letting the people know. Yeah, I'm letting the people know. This isn't just for no, me and you. This is for the Wait, we're not recording this, are we? <laughs> I, it's a good question. 
We are in theory. Okay, in theory. Uh, I just checked. I just <laughs> double checked because I've done that. But I can't say I've never done that. People so. also say it gets better. Okay. Kind of like bullying. It gets yeah, it does better. Get better. So. <laughs> well, appropriately enough, uh, <laughs> describing a Kurt Sutter show, hey, it gets better, like bullying. Yeah, but it's called The Bastard Executioner. Yeah. It's a guy who lobs off heads. Yeah, well, that's got me. Yeah. You know, because there's nothing I like better so than that. So you're either, you, know? you, you go with that or you don't. Yeah, I mean, if you think of all the times I've seen Alice Cooper in concert, I clearly <laughs> like people getting beheaded. Uh, a show that I'm excited about, but don't know if I should be excited about, is the uh, TV version, and I guess it's a sequel to both the film and the uh, the book by Philip K. Dick, Minority Report. Yeah. I think that that would work as a series. Yeah. Is the early buzz that it will work as a series. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not. It's paired up with Gotham, so I was like, well, that's not, that's usually a slot for stuff like Sleepy Hollow, so. <laughs> yeah, this one's not doing very well, but it's still early. Yeah. So the fact that it's 0% can change. All right. Um, For people who like the movie, it's, it's, it's different from the movie, and maybe the differences aren't, aren't uh, servicing it, because... It's set 10 years later. Okay. And it takes the point of view of the precogs more. So if you know the movie, yeah. it's a different, you know, Tom Cruise would use the precogs, what they knew. Yes. To but prevent then the, the, crime. So this is both mostly a show about them. Yeah. Okay. Which was, it was not cool. really the part that you wanted. No, yeah, no, no. You wanted the guy who came yeah. in and stopped. I yeah, don't, you don't know if we can swear. Can we swear? Oh, yeah, he stopped the shit. He did stop the shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, can you we bleep? I don't like that. Can we? Uh, can you we you do that? understand that uh, uh, our pal Liev has been on the blackcast, oh, so he's clearly, so vulgar. clearly, they're swearing <laughs> that that uh, happens. Uh, there's a, another uh, movie turned into a TV show yep. that I love the movie, kind yep. of flew below the radar when it was out. Uh, Limitless, I hear that Bradley Cooper's involved and he's he'll reportedly appear in a few episodes. I, think, I guess he's in the pilot and he says he'll show up again. Um, I, it's a cool idea. You yep. know, you take this pill and you're not just super smart, but you're just good at everything. Yeah. Literally everything in a limitless kind of way. yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah they say we use some ridiculously low percentage of our brain yeah so i've it, heard that a lot yeah, well, usually you, directed at every, me yeah. yeah the conceit of this show is that if you take this pill mm-hmm. um it will allow you to use a hundred percent of your brain which is amazing yeah because i'm only using like you know one half of one percent well it would be so much more your brain is rotten. Oh, mm-hmm. Certified, <laughs> not fresh. Unlike the show, which is fresh. So far, so good. Uh, early buzz is that this is going to be a good one. It's rocking 100% right now. That'll go down as more reviews come in, probably. probably. But it'll probably stay fresh. I think this is definitely one to check out. All right. Well, see, that's good to know. It's a, it's a rare, uh, I believe that's on CBS. So that's yep. a rare CBS drama that I'm going to actually set the uh, TiVo to record. Uh, now... A lot of people are excited about Scream Queens. Yeah. Love me some Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Murphy, much like Shondaland, there's an uncanny track record for making shows that I'm not interested in. <laughs> he, he, I think, I that think. That must he, hurt him so yeah, It probably yeah. does. Yeah. Probably does. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, I don't care about eat any of the American horror stories. Okay. It doesn't matter. You can you can redo all. It's like no. It's just a, I'm I'm just I'm not down. Okay. But I do like Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. Is that what people like about Scream Queens? 
I think it's okay. So you know, this guy Ryan Murphy is known not only for horror story, but he's also known for Glee. Yes. And this show is kind of like those two things combined. Which is what most people were looking for. <laughs> is is a musical version of American <laughs> Horror Story. It's more I want Zachary Quinto to <laughs> sing before he stabs somebody in the eyes. It's sort of like if you took all the mean girls from Glee, yeah. graduated them into a sorority, okay. and then brought in a maniacal killer from Horror Story, okay. you'd get a horority. Which I am reticent to say. You, but you have said, and you have coined the term. <laughs> I mean, horrority with H O R. Yeah, not W H O. That's would, a very, I no, that kind of horrority. No. Uh, somewhere right now, Liev is laughing because he's, <laughs> he's like, snickering. Huh. Uh, you know, I uh, posted on uh, Facebook that I was going to be talking to you on the Blackcast. And uh, we got a question that uh, ties into uh, the next series I wanted to ask you about. Uh, from our friend Gene Beretta, a.k.a. Gene in Philly. Nice. Self-serving question. Thoughts on the Muppets ah, and course. how incredibly talented my brother is. His well, brother, Billy Beretta, who very heavily involved with Muppets. He uh, is is the... He's Rolf and the Swedish chef and Dr. <laughs> Teeth, and I don't want to misappropriate, and, and uh, Pepe the King Prawn. He's a bunch of Muppets. So. Even if the show weren't good, yeah. we would still think his brother's very talented. It's true. If if there were, somehow this was, a, this was a, this missed the mark, yeah. he'd still be very talented. Can I tell yeah. you something? I watched this last night. Yeah. It's awesome. Is it? Oh yes. my God. I'm, I was a little hesitant because I'm like, I love the Muppets so much. Yeah. I have faith that uh, Billy Beretta is going to put out a good product. <laughs> yes. At the same time, I'm like, but do I want to see like, you know, th- it's a lot of like the way they're like, well, you know, it'll be, uh, you know, Fozzie stuck on the 405. Right. I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to see that. No, it's good. It's okay, good. Well. No, so- no, the little, the commercials look funny. There yeah. was like a preview that I was able to watch on, on TiVo of like four minutes. It yeah. looked funny. The There's, there's a great uh, sort of a, uh, this moment with Nathan Fillion coming out of uh, Piggy's trailer <laughs> yeah. in the commercial and Kermit just kind of looks at him like, okay, so this is funny. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, they've definitely sexualized the Muppets oh, this time dear. around. I don't know if you've seen the marketing campaigns, but it's Kermit and it's, uh, you know, Kermit. His new lady friend who's not Piggy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also Kermit doesn't wear clothes Oh, historically yeah. and in the marketing campaign has something about him doing you know full frontal oh. which is body that's body for the muppets that's true but um you know the muppets i've heard them the creator of the show say that the muppets reflect popular culture and so Very it true. made sense 30 years ago to do a variety show because that's what was on tv then now it's miss piggy hosting a late night talk show correct up with miss piggy and kermit the frog is the producer and animals the band leader yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's shot like a mockumentary yeah and they have some really good uh self-referential jokes about that in the form of gonzo and it's just i was laughing i was laughing out loud by myself so it's a good sign so that's uh certified fresh just by you you're (laughs) like this is fresh yeah by critics not yet not yet but that's all right but i loved it you guys will love it i'm i'm excited i i'm predisposed to like the Muppets, and i was realizing as i was looking at my tivo and seeing like what's coming up next week uh all the shows they're they're coming monday really and i'm like this muppets the muppets them muppets yeah 
they're going to be on on Tuesday. And I'm like, well, that's so soon. I'm going to get to see this. So I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, Now, it's going to be a a few weeks. But another thing I'm very apprehensive about Uh on Facebook, uh, friend of the Black Cast, Jason Blair, he wrote in and uh, had some of the same apprehensions. There's a lot that can go wrong with Heroes Reborn. The first season of the original show I thought was a great first season. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, they they got what it takes to take a comic book concept and put it on TV. And then it literally had one of the worst sophomore slumps I can ever remember. Mm. And it never really recovered. Mm-hmm. Some of the original cast is back. Love me some Greg Grunberg. Always yep. have. Masioka, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they added Chuck, Zachary Levi. I'm like, all right. So cast-wise, I, I'm in. Solid. I don't know if I trust them to do this show well. Well, this is what I'm going to tell you and Jason, which is if you, and you actually don't qualify for this, but if you watched all of Heroes and loved it, you yeah. will love Heroes Reborn. So Jason, if you were a fan all the way through, yeah. you can pick up with this. You'll love it. If you were someone who dropped off, I don't know. I definitely dropped off. Yeah, You definitely did. I mean, the, Heroes has its devotees. There are going to be people who just go nuts for this show. I watched the first half of the two-hour pilot. Yeah. And I was really not that into it. But, I mean, I could see. I'm sort of mixed on You could see how it. other people would like. I'm mixed on it. Would you have enjoyed it more if it had been directed by Jonathan Frakes, yeah. a.k.a. TV's Lieutenant Commander Will Riker? Well, duh. Yeah, okay. Just, <laughs> I just wanted to get right to it, you know. But, yeah, this guy, Tim Kring, yeah. who created Heroes, <laughs> he also did this show on USA called Dig which was such a flop with Jason Isaacs. Wow, I and, never even heard of Dig. Yeah, and um, he's doing Heroes Reborn. I wish him luck. He seems like a nice guy, and he's taken a lot of shit for Heroes. Yeah. That's well, one of those shows that people just got obsessed with on the internet. and Yeah, because they liked it so much, and then it was just like, well, yeah. you added like 12 characters, uh, 13 of which we hate. Yeah, and I think... That you just pinpointed what didn't work for me in this pilot. So many characters, you don't really know what their deal is, and you're not really sure if you care. Yeah, right, exactly. It's almost like it's going to work against them if he's done this, where it's like, well, it's designed to be binged or like a comic book. It's like, well, we figure you'll have to be back, and once you've read them all, you'll like it. But that doesn't really work in TV. You kind of have to get them right away. And yeah. the original heroes did get us right away. Yeah. We'll see about this one. It looks great, like visually speaking. That's it, good. It looks awesome. Well, uh, NBC's counting on it, but no pressure, Tim Kring. <laughs> uh, there's a show with Don Johnson called Blood and Oil, which confuses me because I thought that the Dallas reboot was canceled. Oh. I really thought it was. But there it is on TV, Blood and Oil. Don yeah. Johnson. Don Johnson, what happened? Did you really? I thought you got all that Nash Bridges money that you sued them for, <laughs> that you wrongfully didn't get paid. What are you doing this show for? Don. I have to. So, I'm surprised because oh, first of all, I full disclosure, I have not watched the episode. I've only seen clips, and I was, roll. I got eye strain from rolling my eyes because it looks so stupid. <laughs> it does. Yeah. That's why I made sure to put it on my list because it, it looks, looks so stupid. so stupid. It's about this young couple that moves to this booming oil town to get in on the action, but everything comes with a price. Oh, and this oil it always tycoon, does. Yeah. Don Johnson, has some nefarious designs on this young couple. Not really sure what they are, but they're nefarious. Well, And this show does not look good, but then I look and it's 
so far got pretty good reviews. So crazy. It just looks dumb. Is it? I'm it, sorry, it, ABC. Every, everyone who reviewed it is is somebody's mom. You know, because there's those shows like like my mom loves this show, Person of Interest. Yeah. Which is I I watched like 20 minutes of the pilot of Person of Interest. I'm like, I, I know what's going on. I just I I can't. Right. You know, and there's there's always those shows that yeah. moms like. There's so a, there's, this might be could be a, this could be a mom show. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, now, a show that maybe will be watched by the moms of the actors in it is uh, <laughs> Quantico, which is Grey's Anatomy with FBI agents. And uh, I was like, all right, look, I, I'm fascinated by FBI agents. Uh, Clarice Starling, the most interesting uh, FBI yep. agent up there with uh, Fox Mulder and Dana Scully. But uh, what are you hearing about Quantico? Well, I watched it last night. What are you hearing about <laughs> what you saw when you watched it? Well, I'm hearing that it's good. Okay. But then I watched it. Oh, boy. And I was bored. Hmm. Hmm. That's not what you want from your TV. But, you know, I also, you know, we talked about how to get away with murder earlier. Murder. Yes. I, yeah, murder. Thank you. I don't know. This kind of feels like that. Kind of silly, but people might like it. People are going to be giving good performances on a bad show. Maybe. All right. The well. star is gorgeous. So that's a reason to watch. Well, all right. I guess I'm going to have to record it now. <laughs> uh, there's another show. There's a show called Code Black, which is basically the yep. Grey's Anatomy Super Bowl episode every single week. That's all <laughs> I remember from the episode of Grey's Anatomy that followed the Super Bowl, whatever year that was. It was like, it's a Code Black. It's a Code Black. Right. And, and that's like the worst thing that can happen yep. in it in a hospital yeah and so every week it's it's code black yeah so code um, black i guess refers to when the needs of the hospital yeah. overwhelm the staff of the hospital yes. and so at this particular hospital it's code black all the time so they should hire more doctors they should i don't I know mean, where's that everybody from private practice <laughs> is available kate walsh can come thanks over thanks again obamacare yeah, <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> so this show has as the premise would indicate, a very frenetic energy. But there are people who just love medical shows. Oh, I think yes, if you, there are. If you love medical shows, you'll probably love Code Black. Well, that's... that's I don't. Pro- that's what it should say in the commercial. Yeah, I don't love medical shows. <laughs> the only shows. medical show I love is The Nick. That, which is uh, coming back, and that I had that under our uh, returning show. All right, well, let's talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, Stay tuned for our scintillating discussion That's right. of the Nick. Grandfather with John Stamos was clearly a show developed for someone other than me. But do you think it works for the people that it was created for? Which is basically girls who grew up <laughs> watching Full House. <laughs> Probably. Because I feel like Rebecca Romaine would like that show more than I would. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, this one is paired with the Rob Lowe show, The Grinder. Yeah, which I want to ask you about that as yeah, well. Yeah, so I think if we look at them together, that's going to be a pretty strong hour. Yeah, that's true, because it's like, well, Rob Lowe. Yeah, and The Grinder looks really funny. And Fred Savage is in it. Yeah, and and uh, I saw the two of them talking about it at TCA, and they were hysterical. They were really, really funny. So, so hopefully I, they capture that on the show. Yeah, so I have high hopes for The Grinder. Grandfathered is getting mixed reviews. Um, the premise is silly. John Stamos finds out not only that he's a father, yeah. but also a grandfather. A grandfather. Uh, yeah. A gilf. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> so, Well, you said it, <laughs> not me. Uh, what I like about Grinder is that uh, Fred Savage got the script and was under the impression 
that they wanted him to direct because he mostly directs. Mm-hmm. He directs like almost the entire season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's hilarious. Every year. He's good. Yeah, he's a great, great director. Yeah. He and they're like, no, we want you to act in it, and it's like because he hasn't really acted that much. Yeah. So that's good though. I'm glad to see him. And you know, if 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 his brother's on a show again, why is Fred Savage not on? Good a show point. Again? You know. No, I think uh, the grinder's going to be good and. The reviews are good, and it's a funny premise, which is that Rob Lowe was a TV lawyer. Yes. And his show gets canceled, so then he goes home to help his family business. Which happens to be a law firm. It, right. Yeah. I, I love that idea, and I do like comedy Rob Lowe. Comedy yeah. Rob Lowe was great on Parks and Rec. Wayne's it World. Wayne's World, absolutely. <laughs> but he added something to Parks and Rec that hadn't been there, Rob Lowe. Yep. But uh, so I, I think that this could be good. And you're hearing that uh, you're you're hopeful for it because yeah, yeah. we like we like the guys involved. We want them to keep working. Yeah, it's fresh yeah. at eighty nine percent. Okay, I, I think it's going to stay fresh. And I'm calling that hour on Fox the handsome hour. That is a very handsome hour. Yep. And Fred Savage. Oh, Aww. that was mean, but I said it anyway. <laughs> um, ABC Friday, Doctor Ken. Now, my wife feels like she should watch this show because it's an Asian family on TV. And just because we already like Fresh Off the Boat mm-hmm. doesn't mean we can't have two Asian comedies, right? <laughs> right. Or is also on ABC. But is this really a good fit for Ken Jong, who he's usually, let's say, a um, depraved, maniacal, crazy character? Yeah. He's just going to play like a dad who's a doctor. Right, which is funny because you know the actor used to be a doctor before yes. he became an actor. Yeah, and he, you know he, he's not playing a, a depraved, naked doctor right. that jumps out of the back of your right. trunk. And he was always Asian. Yeah. Well, that yeah, you know, I I have to do more research on that. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't have high hopes for this show. Yeah. I, but it's on. It's that Friday night after Tim Allen. Uh, <laughs> so you never know. Yes, they basically. canceled Christella. Yeah. To put on this one, I guess. Yeah. But well, I, look, they they clearly they have the uh, sitcom ghetto on ABC, <laughs> but they knew not to put the two Asian shows together. Right. They're just like, well, we can't do that. Well, fresh off the boat, got good reviews. Yes. This show, not good, not reviews, good reviews because people are saying it's not funny. Oh, that's a problem. By the way, Fresh Off the Boat got good reviews from everyone except the guy who wrote the book oh and is God. the narrator. Isn't that so And funny? if you hate the show so much, stop narrating it. He it doesn't actually add anything to it. And you don't need to take those checks. Just take your producer checks. You don't need to narrate it I anymore. I know. And he keeps sp- speaking yeah. out about how yeah. much he hates the show. Which, which, you know what? It got renewed. So maybe they're like, oh, go ahead. Talk about how much you hate it again. <laughs> um, I want to deviate from uh, traditional TV for a moment. Talk about something on Hulu. Uh, it's called Casual from Jason Reitman, yeah. and here's the reason I'm very excited. One of the actors in the pilot, our very own Will Sterling. What? He uh, talked a little bit about the experience. Uh, it was a few months ago, Aww. and uh, he I think he's a waiter, and I believe he has a few lines. Aww. I hope that they, I hope it made the cut. Otherwise, people would be like, oh. "Well, where was Will in that?" But uh, I'm excited for that reason alone. Yeah. Uh, Jason Reitman's made some good movies, yep. but whatever. I want to see Will. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Will's performance, whether it makes it or not, certified fresh by me. <laughs> I'm not I'm not putting the tomato seal on it. I'm putting my seal on it. Yeah, and you know, Hulu 
is doing all right with their comedies. They've got uh, the mini project. Yep. So uh, I and, still can't um, figure out if I need to have Hulu Plus to watch that. But uh, no. my wife and her sister are both like, do we need Hulu Plus to watch that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't and we didn't know. find out. I think you might because yeah. it's not that they're syndicating the Fox show. It's their own original. It's I think original. you need to have yeah. Hulu. And Hulu now has two tiers. So uh, you'd pay $8 for a mini project with commercials. Yeah. Maybe. And That's then $12 for no commercials. Oh, I know. I by know. the way, I'm keeping my four dollars. I was gonna say, I know you. Yeah, you, you'll watch a commercial. Think of what I can do with those four dollars. But they also had difficult people come out this summer, and that's one of their originals, and that did really well, and that was really funny. So maybe they're. What, what's that show? I don't even know. Difficult. That's about. People. It's funny because it's about these two people. They're best friends. They live in New York, and they they're total losers. You know, they're just like, one's a TV blogger. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a loser. Right? And the other one is, the guy is a uh, an act, an aspiring actor. And it's just funny. It's, you know, they're, I like any comedy about cringy losers. Yeah. And they do it well. All right. And what's it called again? Difficult People. Difficult People. I like that title. Has Billy Eichner, you know, Billy on the yes. street? Yeah, he's the- He's great. He's the male he star. Was, he was also in the final seasons of uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he yells at people like it's nobody's business. He's yeah. great. So, All right. Yeah, I like him. So that's that's worth seeing. Uh, well, we mentioned our friend, uh, Agent Starling, who, by the way, Will Sterling, he should have been cast as the aspiring actor in that show. He's an aspiring actor. He knows how to play but that. But he's too nice. Yeah, he's oh yeah. He's yeah. not a difficult person. No. Uh, he's very excited for Supergirl. Uh, he would be. Yeah. <laughs> because he looks like Clark Kent. He does. And, and this is his cousin. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's he's not. <laughs> you know, nothing untoward here. It's his cousin. He wants her to do well. Um, is the impression that a superhero show can do well on CBS as opposed to the CW? And my thinking is. Is Supergirl really a property that has the built-in kind of fan support? You know, you turn The Flash or Green Arrow yeah. into a show. I get that. Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I kind of get that, too. But Supergirl, well, people aren't really as familiar with right. her. Right, but I think yes, because I see, just from the perspective of someone who does web publishing, yeah. and I can see what people are looking at on our site, I know people are really excited about this show. Is it because it's a pretty girl from Glee who is Supergirl? Probably. Yeah. Oh, people just love, they love comic books. That's true. This is, look, this is the time. If there's ever a time to try a female-driven superhero yeah. in prime time, it's so funny because you read about this show, and like you know, this isn't the first time that we've had a female-centric superhero series in prime time. Uh, Wonder Woman was on in 1975. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so we, two in 40 years. That's fine. I think if you you've like, come a long way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you like The Flash on the CW, yeah. you'll probably like the show. It reminds me a lot of that show. Have you seen it? Or? I've only seen extended clips right. of it. I haven't watched the whole thing. But people who have, critics who have, like it. It's at 100% right and now. And Calista Flockhart's on it, so yep. people's moms might like it. You yeah. know, maybe mom will watch it with you. Yeah, here's a quote. Allie McBeal meets the DC Comics universe in this surprisingly lighthearted, or so it seems, superhero drama. You know what I liked right there? Or so it seems. Or so it seems. Because I'm like, yeah, surprisingly lighthearted. Whoa, or so it seems. <laughs> well, then what's going to change? I, I want to see that. Uh, not superhero, but a show that my wife Heather's excited about. It's paired up with her favorite show from last season. Well, her favorite show that's back, Jane yes. the Virgin. Her favorite show from last season was Selfie, but we don't have to get into that. Uh, crazy Ex-Girlfriend about yes. a girl who moves to West Covina 
here in Southern California in pursuit of an ex-boyfriend. Uh, interesting concept. Isn't that a funny concept? Fun title. <laughs> yep. Um, and anybody who knows anything about Southern California, they know that there's probably going to be a lot of Asian jokes about West Covina. Um, what <laughs> do you hear that. about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? This screened at TCA. Everyone was really excited about it. It's a musical. and I didn't even realize that. Yeah. And now the... I hate it. But go on. I'll let you continue. <laughs> but Larry O'Connor loves it. Well, the star, Rachel Bloom, is someone who I'm familiar with because she used to do viral videos when I worked at Cracked. She used to produce her own funny videos and she's someone who kind of was a internet star who's oh, okay. now somehow propelled Crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. But it's it's everyone's excited about it. I think if you like Jane the Virgin, you'll definitely like it, but I was surprised that sort of crusty old men critics liked it too. So well, you, you know like the, cr- those crusty old men. Uh, <laughs> you know, look, I'm going to show up for the uh, the West Covina comedy. There you go. That's that's what I want. <laughs> Stay uh, for the songs. And uh, <laughs> so here we have uh, one of our final shows of new shows, Chicago Med. So here's Dick Wolf <laughs> building his second empire because his Law and Order empire kind of crumbled. SVU's still there, <laughs> but so now he's got his third Chicago show. Yes. Now the first question I have. Hasn't Chicago Med been done before at least twice? <laughs> ER and Chicago Hope. We've already had this show. Mm-hmm. Now, look, Dick Wolf, he knows how to get the same thing on TV. He knows how to repackage the same shit as many different ways possible. So I'm really excited about him having Chicago Law and Chicago Order, <laughs> Chicago Trial by Chicago Jury. You know, it's all going to be great. Um, this is going to be one of those shows that people who love procedurals, yeah. basically moms and grandmas, are probably going to like this show. They yeah. like Chicago Fire. They like Chicago PD. Exactly. The, they wouldn't be making this it's show for them. if yeah. those other shows and weren't they're not gonna. It, they're going to follow that formula. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, it'll be fine. Yep. It'll so, be fine. Yeah. Dun-dun. So, Dick, <laughs> Dick Wolf will be fine. Mariska will be fine because SVU is still on. God knows how. Uh, now, the worst looking... New show, the fall season. I saved it for last. Okay, I'm excited. Angel from Hell, starring Jane Lynch. Now, CBS usually knows better than to put garbage like this on the air. This is what used to be on the on like UPN. You know, they had a show called Homeboys from Outer Space with the Wayne's brothers and also the diary of Desmond Pfeiffer about the black butler who worked for, you know, at the White House for Abe Lincoln, played by Dan Florick, Captain Cragen from SVU. So, you know, that's usually where this crap came from, but yep. it's been a long time since we've had a UPN. So, <laughs> CBS, what are you doing? Some cable channel. It's like Jane Lynch seems to be very talented and from all accounts very funny. Yeah, she's very I've, funny. I, I, I think she hosted one of the Emmys I went to, but I might yeah. be wrong about that. Uh, I've, I've seen her host... Yeah, her show, show, Hollywood Game Night, yeah. just won. People love that yeah. show. I've seen a little yeah, of it. It's funny. Yeah. But Angel from Hell, well, that's such a bad title. But then you read about it, you're like, oh, no, it deserves that <laughs> terrible title. Yeah, so <laughs> the premise is, I guess she's faking having cancer. Oh, and she might boy. be a crazy person or she might be a guardian angel. Time will tell. She should have watched The Big C. Oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the big C. Yeah, this looks like it's not going to last very long. Yeah. Angel from Hell. But watch, it'll come back next year because <laughs> I have a, a little bullet point here. Yeah. Two of the most stunning renewals from last season. 
Uh, one of them a little bit less stunning, but the first one is stunning, but not as surprising. Madam Secretary with Tia Leone. Okay. How? It's pulling in that post-60 yeah. minutes crowd. Yeah, that's true. And, and it's like they're waiting for the good wife and they'll just sit yeah. there. Yeah, that's true. But shockingly bad. Mysteries of Laura. <laughs> I know you hate that show. It was such a bad... I could not understand how this was such a bad show. But I couldn't understand... She's holding it all together. Yeah, she's she, wearing Spanx and solving I crimes. I know. Oh, believe me. I remember the billboards <laughs> for last year. It was such a bad show. And it's like, it got the back nine. It's getting a yeah. second season. Mom show. Mom show. <sighs> yeah, that's 22% true. 22% season one. 22%. 22%. But from moms, like yeah. 122%. Yeah. I don't know. But look, there are returning well, shows. Well, your mom. You know, I don't know if my mom watches that one. Or are you saying I am a mom now that I have a baby? Well, I'm going to probably watch a lot more mom shows. Yeah, what if Heather starts liking all the mom shows? All the shows? mom shows. Oh, boy. I didn't what know if it just happened? I don't know. I don't she, have kids. What I'm, if it just happens? I'm going to come home and she'll be watching, you know, Chicago CSI or something. <laughs> you know, the, the cross-pollination. Um, returning shows that I am excited about. We talked about Last Man on Earth. There's uh, some great things that they can do with a second season. There was a, a very cool little teaser at the end of the first season. Yep. Excited for that. Uh, Gotham agent Will Sterling. Will Starling. He hates that show. Huh. Because he's like, I just want Batman to show up. I'm like, but that's the whole point. That's the whole point. Batman's never going to show up. It's Batman without you let, Batman. You call me when Batman shows up. He's like, well, he's not going to. No. But uh, they're like, oh, it's going to be all about the villains. That'll be good. Uh, a show you and I have talked about that I'm glad to see, very intrigued to see what they do in the second season, uh, The Affair on Showtime. Oh, That'll yeah. be back in less than a month. Yep. And uh, I, I thought it was a, a really fascinating way to tell the story. You get both sides. And then as the season progressed, you, you definitely advance the story along. Yeah. And if you want to see that, by the way, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes is going to host it. What? On our site in a week. I didn't even know this. And I'm yes. so glad that I asked you. So to see the. doesn't premiere until October. but I So think... to see the season two premiere yes, early. You can see it on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to. Not that I don't already go to Rotten Tomatoes right. to see, see what's new, what right. you're up to. To see what's fresh and not fresh, but it's a great reason to go. Yeah, I, I thought it, it was Monday. a good show. I mean, it got you know it got nominated. People talked about it, yeah. but it it didn't have a lot of buzz. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it's it, it it definitely flew below the radar. I don't know if that's because it was on Showtime versus HBO. Yeah, uh, that happens a lot. I know. I'm finally watching Homeland. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get there one day. I love it. Don't worry. I don't know if it's gonna stay this good, but I'm on season one and it's awesome. Uh, I don't think it stays that good. Well. Yeah. I know that it didn't have one season that wasn't very good, but I'm... Uh, speaking of Showtime shows, our friend uh, Marianne from hey, the DMZ. Hey, Marianne. Uh, I don't think you have the answer, but I wanted you to know her question. <laughs> uh, Dear Sarah, will Ray Donovan's daughter get her teeth fixed? <laughs> and I just, uh, you know, maybe somebody else knows and they can tweet us at Blatcast <laughs> and uh, uh, let us know. Um, can I say something about that show? Yeah. So, you know, I'm from Massachusetts and the family on the show is from Massachusetts. Yes. If that's your name, it's pronounced Donovan. Yeah. It's a great point. Donovan. It's not Ray Donovan. Donovan. Ray Donovan. Donovan. That's a great point. Yeah. But Lee F. Schreiber is not from, he's not from Mass. He's not from there. He's from here. <laughs> we're, ta we're saying that because when we were on the Dennis Miller show, Larry Miller came in and guest hosted. One of our favorite guest yes, hosted shows. And he got stuck on a loop where he was doing this Massachusetts character who just kept saying, you're not from there. You're from here. <laughs> it's basically like the moment in uh, Goodwill Hunting Good and a million other movies too. It's like, you think you're better than me? Hey, you're not from there. You're from here. 
And uh, Larry said it so many times that uh, it's still something I'll just email you. There's there's like three things that I'll email you out of the blue. That one, uh, happy Valentine's Day. When a Kardashian, uh, I forget which one, Chloe? It was Chloe. Yeah, Chloe wished Dennis a happy Valentine's Day. And he was very uncomfortable, but he said, happy Happy Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day. Uh, So, yeah, so there's that. Anyway, we'll get to the, I have a couple questions from DMZ people, and then I'll let you get back to work. But uh, another show that is returning, sort of, it's back. Uh, there'll be a new season of Fargo with a new yeah. cast. Uh, excited about the new cast. Yep. Ted Danson, Gene Smart, Kirsten Dunst, a.k.a. Mary Jane Watson. Thank you. Uh, Patrick Wilson, uh, who's been great. Stop hitting the table. Sorry, table. <laughs> um, but the question that uh, Noah Hawley, I think, gets asked consistently yep. is... Well, True Detective season two was awful. So mm-hmm. is your season two going to be awful? And of course his answer is no. His answer is no. Yeah. My answer? Yeah. No. That's your answer too? Yeah. Have you seen it or I have you s- seen- I did. I saw, I saw the first episode of season two. Okay. And it was terrific. Can't wait to see more. And I also visited the set. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. When they were shooting season two, I got to see Where did you go? Somewhere cold in Canada, right? Did you go to like Calgary? Calgary. Oh, boy. Um, But let me tell you. Lucky you. It was April. It was still freezing. Yeah. Um, So even if you haven't seen season one of Fargo, you can watch season two. Although it would be more rewarding because there's some Easter eggs. Yeah. Because it it takes. Go ahead. It goes back in time. Yeah. And it's referenced in season one that there's a big incident in the 70s. Yeah. And uh, so you'll get to see that. And what I was reading about it is it's not very kitschy. And it's like, you know, this is the Midwest. The trends that you see when it's stuff set in the 70s, there's not going to be a lot of disco. You know, there's. Right. Yeah. It's going to just be like what people wore in Fargo. The 60s. Yeah. yeah. The 60s. <laughs> They're a little yeah. behind the Exactly. Time. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I'm excited about that. That's one of those ones that kind of creeped up on me that it was coming back. Oh, it's going um, good. And I alluded to it. I need to know, what do you think happened, True Detective Season 2? Because you really liked Season 1. I remember talking to you about it. And it was great, Season 1. Season 2 is the opposite of Season 1 in every way. I know. Well, you mean like where did it go wrong? From the beginning. How did it fail so badly? Yeah, I think there's behind-the-scenes stuff that you've heard about. Nick Pizzolatto felt like he was pressured to put the show out before he was ready. And then there's also the fact that he didn't really write any of the episodes. I think they just (laughs) showed up on the set, and he's like, here's eight lines of dialogue, kid. Say them. Yeah, they had the same director also across season one and season two. They used a bunch of different directors. I just don't even know if that's it. I think it just wasn't good writing. I mean- you know, he took a lot of heat for his portrayal of female characters in season one. In season one. one, yeah. So he created this character that is played by Rachel McAdams. Horribly miscast. Horrible. I love her in so many things that I've seen. She's great. What about Kelly Riley as yeah. Vince Vaughn's wife? Oh. Also, they're both terrible. <laughs> terrible, and they're fine actresses. Yeah, but their they're terrible in these roles. Are yeah, awful. And also... Nobody knew what was going on in yeah. season two. Nobody but at knew first what the people, mystery was. At first, people didn't want to admit it. Right. But then once somebody said, like, three episodes in, it's like, what happened? Like, right. Heather and I stopped halfway through it. We still have him on the TiVo. I don't know that we're going to watch it. There was a huge shootout yeah. in one episode. I'm not giving anything away no. in case somebody's... <laughs> no. And I'm like, why did this happen? How did this happen? <laughs> like, I had so many questions about that shootout. And I was just like, it made my head hurt. And then we didn't watch anymore. 
mostly because we uh, we welcome Felix into the world. Uh, well, but at the same good. time, it was like, you know, look, yeah. my TV time has become a lot more precious now. Absolutely. And I'm not like, I'm not wasting it on True Detective Season 2. That is such a good point. In 2015, we're going to have 400 scripted shows on the air. 400. Wow. Yeah. Wrap your brain around that. 400. That is, that's insane. Can you really waste your time watching bad shows? I don't no. care if it, everyone's talking about it and you feel like you got to be in yeah, a Yeah, like people who hate watch a show that they don't like, like yeah. girls. Yeah. Some people do like girls. Who has time to hate watch? Yeah, I don't, I don't have time to hate no. watch. I don't even have time to love watch. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll make time. You know what was funny about True Detective is we got reviews for every single episode. Yeah. Some shows warrant that because critics write about them every single week. Yeah. They do their recaps. Of course. And so we plotted the scores over the season, <laughs> and it started okay, and then it went down, yeah. and then the last episode just, it was like 20% or something, just really blew it. Yeah, we uh, we knew somebody that worked on uh, season two, and we knew, we had a really good indication that it was terrible. No, oh, no. And that it got worse. And it's like, well, does it, what about the finale? And we just got a, <laughs> we just got a big head shake from the uh, person who uh, I will not identify. Yeah, don't. <laughs> um, uh, another show that uh, we alluded to earlier, uh, The Nick. Now, yeah. is this worth catching up on and diving into season two? I think so. Don't you okay. think so? Well, I haven't seen it. Oh, my You told God. me to watch yes. it, and then I forgot. But it's oh, on Cinemax, right? The show is so dope. It's on Cinemax, but... But I have Cinemax now. Have Whereas Cinemax, when you told me last year, I didn't have Cinemax. Yeah, and if you have the HBO Go app... Yeah. You can app. watch... App. <laughs> the Dennis Miller Radio. App. <laughs> I did not remember that until you said it, but I do now, yeah. Uh, yeah, so if you have HBO Go, you can watch season one of The Nick on that, even though it's a Cinemax show because Cinemax is owned by HBO. This one is by Steven Soderbergh. And Loves, love the sound. Yep. The Sodes Berg. Uh, stars Clive Owen, who's a wonderful actor. He, is. he plays a cocaine-addled surgeon in the early 1900s. Okay. So it's set in 1901 in New York City at a fake hospital called The Nick with a K, like Knickerbocker. Sure. And he's brilliant, but he's also really high on cocaine, so he makes some pretty dubious decisions. I like this. Yeah. This sounds good. He's a great anti-hero. Yeah, he's he's like the later Sherlock Holmes stories, where he was also high yeah. on cocaine. Uh, well, that's a show worth uh, diving into. Uh, we have a couple questions, okay. and then I'll let you go. Uh, Creepy James. Hey, James. He wants to know what your favorite television cat is. Uh, and when you impersonate Mr. Chips, what sort of accent do you use? <laughs> that feels like a setup. Kind of. He must know. I have a voice that I do for Mr. Chips that sounds like this. That's your Mr. Chips voice. That's that's not my Mr. Chips. That's Chip. Mr. Chips' voice. His voice. Okay. So I mean, it sounds a little like mine, but on Ambien. <laughs> and um, favorite. There hasn't been a pajambian party in a long time. <laughs> no. You're much too respectable for that. When you were doing the Dennis Miller show, I was like, whatever. Yeah, that was. Such now a, you're like, now I could actually lose my job. Yeah. So. Uh, favorite TV cat. Yeah. Uh, I always it was partial include... to Snowball Two on the oh, Simpsons. Oh, Snowball Two. Because you knew there was a Snowball One who died tragically. Yeah, but you didn't really, we never met yeah, Snowball. You one. never met Snowball. It happened. One. Yeah, all the hundreds of episodes of The Simpsons. In fact, this was before that. Yeah, and I had a cat named Gingy. Oh, and Gingy looked like Snowball too. And the funny thing was, Snowball too was black, and you could assume that Snowball, the original, was white. Yeah, and I had a cat that looked like Snowball too. So we started calling her Gingy Ball too. Gingy Ball too. <laughs> Thanks for the question, Creepy James. Uh, our friend uh, Rafe Gutman, yeah. also known as Mark. 
Hunt. He likes, he likes a lot of the sci-fi stuff. I know he does, and stuff. he's enjoyed your recent coverage of his favorite current TV, one of his favorite current TV shows, From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, uh, cool. Do you have any insight or hints about the rest of the season? I can't spoil too much. I Again, I got to go to the set for that one. That, right. That's a Robert Rodriguez joint. That was not in Calgary, I'm going to guess. No, that was in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I, you know, I, had a, I had a good feeling it wasn't in yeah. Calgary. I feel like he and Richard Linklater just are always feuding, but yeah. I don't think they are. <laughs> feuding. They... they co-reign the film scene down in yeah. Austin, Texas. So I went to Robert Rodriguez's studio. It's incredible. It's incredible. Were they working on Machete 3 there? <laughs> I did meet Danny Trejo. Oh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Danny Trejo. Could not be a classier guy. Was he? Is he like a big teddy bear holding, yes. a, uh, holding a machete? Yeah. <laughs> he gives everybody a you know kiss on the cheek. He wears lots oh. of big jewelry, as you would imagine. Love that guy. Um, I will say this about From Dust Till Dawn. Which is no matter what happens, the Gecko brothers are always drawn to each other. That's all I can tell That's you. That's all you can yep. say. Uh, our friend, the pharmacist from Las Vegas. Hey, uh, Farmy. Do you know anything about the show Defiance? Because he has a specific question. Okay. Uh, uh, is I'm... there a consensus on the Defiance finale? Did people find it was satisfying? Oh, I guess, is okay. What he wants to know. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That one didn't. Um, that didn't make it, right? Or no, it's coming up. I'm sorry. I was thinking of a different show. Um, Defiance finale. I don't really know anything about it. I know that this season was really good. That's all you need. I'm sorry. No, no, you're sorry, saying Farmy. you liked it. Yeah. So that's what. Hey, that's what Farmy wants. That's what to he know. wants. I know Farmy is a sci-fi guy, and I know this. Yeah. Because he went to a Star Trek convention. Correct. And he met a very, very fringe cast member, but he sent me her picture, and I thought that was really cool. I, I believe I also got a picture, but I also got a Tribble. So I appreciate that, <laughs> pharmacist. Uh, and then the uh, the final thing we'll talk about is late night TV. Oh, okay. uh, what's the verdict on Stephen Colbert's Late Show? I like it for the most part. There was this really unique, heartfelt interview with Joe Biden. It was completely different than anything I've ever seen on Late Night. Yep. Uh, he also had Elon Musk on the tex- Tesla guy. Oh, cool! It was one of the worst interviews I've ever oh. seen. He just there was nothing there. Yeah. it was like it was like if I was uh, interviewing the table. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what are people saying about it? This I mean, show, he's not going to be Letterman. It's just a right. different show. It's a different show. This show is certified fresh. Okay, critics were really impressed. They say, "Listen, this guy is not reinventing the wheel." Right. But he spins it well. Hey, that's paraphrasing one of our critics, I think someone. You said could say like that, that about the black cast. I have reinvented no wheels. Yes, but I just try to keep it on spinning. Indeed, you do. <laughs> Indeed, you do. Thank you. Thank you for keeping it spinning. Yeah. Well, and thank, thank you, you for having me here for spinning tails, spinning yarns. Yep. For the uh, past hour plus. Yeah. Which you know you could have definitely done more productive things. Whether you had work to do or not, oh, you could have been so with Mister Chips. You could have definitely been with Chippy. But uh, I appreciate uh, you taking the time. Sarah Ricard on Twitter, at Sarah underscore Ricard. And, of course, RottenTomatoes.com, where among all the great stuff you can see there, you'll apparently get a sneak preview of season two of The Affair. Yes, thank you. And uh, all of that worth doing. But it's always lovely to get the chance to chat with you. Thank you for returning to the Black Cast, Sarah Ricard. Thank you. Thank you for all the people who wrote in questions. That was fun. And we will see all of you next time on The Bladcast.